What is up, what is up, and welcome back to another episode of Blood and Beer, the show where we talk blood sport and we drink beer. I'm your host, Matt, and as always, we got blood sport to talk, we got beer to drink. Today, we're recapping PFL and UFC 276. We had some big finishes, we had some retirements, some great fights on the card, so we'll jump right into it. And as always, drinking beer, we're drinking Bush Light, like the last five fucking episodes, I think, four, I don't know, a lot of Bush Light this summer. All right. Yeah, and before we get started, don't forget to uh, follow, like, comment, subscribe, whatever you're listening on. Um, I really appreciate that. But yeah, UFC 276, we'll get started with that because we had a lot of finishes on there. And it was a fun It was a fun card. Um, it kicked off with Jessica Rose Clark. She took on Julia Stoliarenko. Quick fight, 42 seconds. Um, and in the fight, we had Clark rock Stoliarenko with some punches and a nice knee. And then Stoliarenko, she gets a takedown, puts uh, Cl- Rose Clark in an armbar, snaps her arm, finishes the fight in the first round. Clark was tapping before it was let go, and then you saw her arm snap. So Clark was a little bit upset about that, justifiably so. But Stoliarenko, armbar specialist, she said she's had trouble in the past, so now she doesn't just hold on to the submission. She snaps that fucking arm. And then right after that, we had Macy Barber. She took on Jessica I. Wasn't the most eventful fight. Um, a lot of clinch work, but not a lot of strikes there in the clinch. Macy Barber was definitely getting the better of it. Um, and Macy Barber gets the win by unanimous decision. I think it was 30-27 on all three cards. After the fight, Jessica I retires. She's on a four-fight skid, so she said it was time. She's now asking for the WWE to sign her. She's on to bigger and better things, I think, is what she's hoping for, because she was never a big draw in the UFC. So that's our first retirement. We have another one coming after this. Um, but after that fight, we had Uriah Hall. He fell to Andre Munez in a unanimous decision loss. Another boring fight after that Macy Barber and Jessica I fight. Um, Munez, he was getting takedowns, but not doing anything. He wasn't really advancing position. wasn't searching for the submissions it didn't look like. So, um, boring fight. Sucks, because Uriah Hall is a beast when it's stand-up, but he just didn't get the opportunity. Munez, he's a beast, but, I mean, you gotta, when you're at that level, you're moving up in rank, you wanna, you wanna put a statement out there, you know, get a submission, get a knockout, don't just wrestle, lay, and pray. Boring. And then, after that, we had uh, another fun fight. We had Driscus de Plessis. Or De Plessis. He took on Brad Tavares, and this fight was a banger. Uh, round one, Tavares cracked De Plessis and uh, had him real hurt. He was doing some damage on the ground as well. And then round two, De Plessis comes out, looks absolutely gassed. And he didn't, the way he was fighting, it didn't look like he was gassed, but every time he was backing up, big breaths, body language. I mean, it was insane, but he was just throwing balls to the wall, cracking Tavares, busting his face up. And Tavares is fighting back, but I mean, Duplessis just putting it on him for the next two rounds. He gets a unanimous decision victory, and that was, like I said, super fun fight to watch. And then following that fight, we had the Irishman Jan Jan Machado Gary. Um, he took on Gabe Green. He got a unanimous decision. It looked amazing, though. He has great striking. He kept his range. Um, the only thing I have to say about it is every time it looked like he could finish the, the fight, he kind of crowded his punches. He just was he was p- 
pinpoint accuracy until he hurt him, and then when he'd hurt him, he'd get overly excited, didn't get the finish. But, man, he was cracking those punches off. It was a good fight. Jan Gary stays undefeated at 10-0, and 0, so he's a major prospect to watch at 170. At Bush Latte. Following fight, we had Jim Miller took on Cowboy Cerrone. Um, Cowboy looked great early on. He's throwing strikes. He's landing some good shots in the clinch on the outside. And then um, we have, you know, just back and forth in the first round because Jim Miller didn't look bad by any means. I just thought it definitely went to Cowboy that first one. Round two starts off a lot of the same. Cowboy's popping him, and he lands a head kick, but he slips when he throws it. And when he slips, Miller jumps the guillotine, and he traps Cowboy's arms in there. Cowboy has to tap just barely with his fingers so the ref can see it. Um, Miller gets the win. And coming into this fight, they're both tied at 23 wins in the UFC, so they are tied for the most wins ever. You probably never see a stat line like this again in the UFC with this many wins between two fighters. But now Miller's the sole record holder for UFC wins. And after the fight, Cowboy took off his gloves. He retired. He said he doesn't have the love for it anymore. And that's kind of something we could see coming. I, he said that it's been since before his Connor fight, which was two or three years ago. Um, he just hasn't had that drive, ha, doesn't love going to the gym anymore. And you can kind of tell he's out doing other things. He's acting on Daily Wire's stuff, doing cowboy movies with Gina Serrano. Um, he says he wants to be an actor, so good for him because he's fought almost 50 times under UFC and WEC. So uh, he deserves it. He doesn't need to keep fighting. He was on a major skid. Yeah, but Miller, I mean, he looked amazing. He's on a three-fight win streak, two knockouts, and uh, and a submission. So two first-round knockouts and a submission. He's looking great. And then the featured prelim we had was Jalen Turner versus Brad Riddell. Um, Brad Riddell, he fights out of Izzy's Gym, City Kickboxing. So he's got a really high kickboxing uh, pedigree. Super quick fight. Turner goes out there and rocks Riddle with some strikes. Riddle shoots a takedown right into a guillotine, um, and then Jalen Turner taps him out. So Jalen Turner, we're probably going to see a ranking by his name um, come tomorrow morning. If you're watching it on Monday, come to come that day. Oh, today's Monday. Happy 4th of July. Everything's thrown off because of the holiday. Next business day, I'm sure we'll see uh, Jalen Turner with a ranking by his name because that was a sick finish this dude's nasty he's got really heavy hands he's six foot three tallest in the division he's got good submission game and super quick strikes i'm excited to see what we've got next for this guy and then the main card this one was i mean we had some great fights on it we had some uneventful finishes we had a bad fight on it but it opened up with sean o'malley versus pedro munoz um, Munoz did not land one head strike the entire fight. He was going to work trying to, uh, take out O'Malley's legs, but O'Malley was just checking just about every calf kick thrown. So I think that was hurting Munoz more than anything. O'Malley landed a front snap kick on the belt line. Munoz acted like it really hurt his nuts. It didn't look like it did initially, and it didn't look like it did in the replay either. And Munoz's initial reaction didn't even look like it hurt that bad. And then in the second round, O'Malley lands a really, it didn't look like a nasty eye poke, but you never know with those things. It doesn't take much. But Munoz, he said he couldn't see. 
fight was called, no contest. Um, it was just uneventful fight. We didn't get to see a lot of it. I thought he milked it, but he did release paperwork showing where his uh, cornea was scratched. So, I mean, no contest. Sean O'Malley says he's the first man to finish Pedro Munoz, the Sugar State Athletic Commission, the same athletic commission that says he uh, he did not lose to Cheeto Vera. Um, but yeah, that that was a that was a bit of a bummer, a bit of a letdown because a lot of people tune into these pay per views when O'Malley's on him just to watch O'Malley. He's a he's a dog. Fight that I was most excited for, though, one of the two, I should say, Robbie Lawler versus Brian Barberena. This thing was a fucking banger. Round one, we have Lawler landing some bombs early on, rocking Barberena. Um, the Barberena, he's a fucking warrior, dude. Never stopped moving forward, and his volume. I mean, he just never stopped throwing punches after a minute. He just it was it looked like a Diaz, one of the Diaz brothers out there just. Pop, 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 pop. 190 strikes thrown in the first round. That's an insane pace. And I was talking to my friend. Uh, we were FaceTiming while the fights were going on. I said, there's no way this guy can keep the pace up. I mean, 190 strikes. He's on pace for 600 in a three-rounder. Well, Barbarina did. Round two, he comes out. He's getting rocked a little bit. Lawler's landing some good strikes. but And it looked like it was really hurting Barbarina. But Barbarina's a fucking warrior. Kept moving forward. He's landing some filthy elbows on Lawler. And then he starts rocking him. And you can tell he's rocked for about a minute as they're still exchanging. Gets him up against the fence and just starts unloading on him. Ref steps in. Barbarina gets the TKO victory in a barn burner. And they get the fight of the night, which I called this one. It had to be the fight of the night between these two fucking brawlers. And then moving on, another fight, the other fight I was super excited for, Sean Strickland taking on Alex Pereira. Um, you know, Pereira is the guy that beat Izzy twice in kickboxing, knocked him out cold one time. Dude's a fucking savage. And Sean Strickland's a savage too, never lost at middleweight. Um, the fight starts, Strickland's marching forward. He's landing his jab. Pereira's landing some good strikes as well. About the two-minute, 15-second Mark in the fight, at least that's what's left in the first round. Pereira jumps in with a left hook from hell, drops Strickland. Strickland pops up, and Pereira lands two straight rights, straight to the fucking jaw. Um, knocks him out cold. I mean, he got up, but then he stumbled all over the place. This dude is massive for 185. Strickland was ranked fourth coming in, and Pereira wasn't ranked at all. So, I'm thinking Pereira is probably the next fight for the uh, for the UFC middleweight championship. I'll get into that after we go over the main event. But man, this dude is so fucking big for 185, and he's he's so powerful. I mean, his punch is just. I just watched the fight again right before I recorded this. It's insane how hard this man hits, and just the just the impact that comes with his strikes. And then in the co-main event. Moving on, we had Alexander Volkanovsky, Alexander the Great, taking on Max Blessed Holloway. And this is the to finish out the trilogy. Uh, Volkanovsky won the first one and the second one. A lot of people thought the second one could have gone either way. Some people thought it was a robbery. This one's the for all the marbles. Who's the best featherweight in the world right now? Volk just looked so fucking sharp. Such quick strikes. I mean, he comes in, just lands anything he wants. Fucking Max up. 
And in the second round, he cuts Mac's eye open bad. I mean, they put the Q-tip in this thing, and it's all the way in it. You can't even see the Q-tip because of how deep it is. It sounded like his corner was saying it's over, they're done. But they let him keep going. They got the bleeding to stop for the most part. Um, but Volkanovski just dominated this fight, which, and it was all on the feet. He didn't take him down once, I don't think. Max, he was the best boxer in MMA. I mean, he just could not hang with Volkanovski. Volkanovski's getting better and better. He looks like a fucking cyborg right now. Unstoppable. He gets the unanimous decision victory on all three cards. I think it was 50-45. I'm a huge Max fan, so I hate to see him lose, but Volkanovski is a fucking monster. And he wants to move up to 155, getting that double champ status. I don't know how he'd do against a guy like Charles Oliveira. Um, Oliveira is just so fucking strong. His strikes are are nasty. Drops dudes left and right now. Um, and his submission game is the best in the UFC, hands down. I mean, it would be a hell of a fight. But we'll have to see. I'd like to see him move up to move up to that weight class, move up to uh, 155 and chase that double champ status because he says if he gets it, he's going to keep both divisions active. Because he's completely cleared out 145, so they can't even keep him busy there. And he wants to fight all the time. But he did. They said he broke his hand in that second round. So we'll have to see. And then in the main event of this UFC card, we had Israel Adesanya. He took on Jared Cannonier. Um, Izzy in the early rounds very clearly. He's sticking and moving with his jab. Um, just outside strikes the whole time. As the fight went on, Cannonier started using blitzing attacks, and he was catching Izzy a good bit, but Izzy's still doing a majority of the work as far as the strikes landed. Cannonier's using the clinch, holding him up against the fence, shooting for takedowns, just not really getting him. Um, rounds three, four, and five were closer than the first two, but I thought Izzy won all, all, all five rounds. Izzy gets unanimous decision. Not the most entertaining fight. But when you're that good, when people just don't want to engage with you because of your counter-striking, because of how good you are, what can you fucking do? But what I was saying about it, um, Alex Pereira, he's got to be next for Israel Adesanya. I mean, he's the guy that beat him in kickboxing. He's climbed through the ranks like crazy. He just beat the number four guy in the world, and Izzy's already beat one, two, and three. Um, Luke Rockhold's out in the wind chirping for a fight, but that dude's fucking chin is gone. It's got to be Izzy versus Pereira. Izzy's either going to get redemption and finally beat this guy, or Pereira's going to become a UFC champion, and I think it'll be his eighth UFC fight. This fight has to happen. I mean, and I think this will cause Izzy to be a lot more active too because he's going to be hungry. He's going to be out there knowing he can't just counter-strike this guy. He's got to be smart with it, but he can't just sit there and wait for him because Pereira's... He can close distance like a motherfucker. Dude just jumps in with that hook on Strickland. I mean, slept him out of fucking nowhere. I don't know. That's got to be the next fight, though. And then on to our next event we'll be discussing today. Just a little bit to go over the final uh, regular season matchups for PFL. Not... I mean, some people clinch their position in the playoffs, but not a lot of, not a lot of uh, excitement in the rankings and the movement for the positions. Because, for instance, we had Ray Cooper. He fought on it. He uh, lost a point 
and it, the first round didn't get a win, and he lost a point. So he comes in at negative one because he missed weight. Goes out there, looked like a fucking savage. Gets a knockout in 24 seconds over Brett Cooper. Um, and just fucking relentless pressure. Super hard strikes, just landing everything he throws. But the six points turns it up only to five, so he doesn't make the playoffs even with that kind of with that kind of performance. Shitty to see. Shitty, shitty to see. Um, we had Rory McDonald. He fell to Sabadoo Sai. Rory already had his playoff position clinched with a first round finish in round or in the first go around of the PFL regular season. Sabadoo Sai. Um, I feel like I'm saying his uh, first name wrong, but Sai. He needed to win just any kind of win to get that playoff spot. He does get that, so he's gonna. I think he's gonna be facing McDonald again, but I might be mistaken on that. Um, we had Magomed Monk, Magomed Magomed Karimov. He fought. He missed the first. He couldn't fight in the first go around of the regular season, so he fights and gets a second round knockout, but it's not enough to get a playoff spot. Him and Ray Cooper the third were the finalists the past two or three years in the PFL. I mean, so both of them are out of the playoffs. It's just welterweights shaping up to be a weird division for PFL. And then in the women's uh, women's division, women's lightweight, Kayla Harrison, she gets a first round finish over an absolute trash can with a TKO. Um, it seemed like an early stoppage, but Kayla Harrison's gonna finish the girl anyways. So she didn't secure the number one seed, but she's in the playoffs. We'll have to see what happens with that. And we will see what happens on August 5th when the PFL returns for their first round of the playoffs. I'm excited for that more than this last card that they had. But other than that, we got UFC Fight Night Dos Santos versus Fazeev coming up next. I'll break that down in our next video. I appreciate you tuning in. My name is Matt with Blood and Beer. Love you.